Historic buildings certainly have their charm. Aficionados of these older homes can often expect charming architectural details, interesting nooks and crannies, haunted attics, and angry ghosts. Our guest today seems to keep finding herself living, visiting, or working in haunted locations, though that was never her intention. But one place in particular still gives her chills. Let's hear her stories today on Homespun Hates. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Homespun Haints. I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. And today on the show, we have Dr. Sonam Dolma, who, when we're not quarantining, actually works in the same office building as myself. And and we recorded this interview prior to now, obviously, because (laughs) (laughs) we were able to actually sit down together and talk. I share my office with two other creatives, and one of them, Nikki, who's an illustrator, designer, and incredibly talented calligrapher, but who doesn't like ghosts. She doesn't like to be scared, unlike us. (laughs) She was there while we recorded, and she seemed to always be taking her headphones off right when we were talking about something scary in our actual office. So yeah, it was a fun interview, fun times in the days before social distancing. I know two people who got COVID puppies so far. How many do you know? COVID puppies? Not puppies with COVID-19, but like during the quarantine, they got puppies. Well, because they're at home and it's a perfect time to raise a baby when you're at home all the time. I think all of my friends already have too many pets here in Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) That does not surprise me. (laughs) Are you going to get a COVID puppy? God, no. I, no, I'm the cat person in the family. Amber's the dog person. Even Amber's like, I think this is the last dog I'm going to get. Aww. <laughs> like, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> My dog howls in her sleep, too. So My cat snores. Does that imply dreaming? No, I think it's just because she's fat. Already? She came <laughs> that way. <laughs> oh, rescue pets. <laughs> My kids are always like, why is she so weird? I'm like, because she probably lived in a garbage can before she came <laughs> to us. Maybe. She'll, she'll equalize over time. No, she won't. She's going to be weird like this for the rest of her life, but that's okay. Yay. I love rescue pets. <laughs> yes. Yes, they're odd, but they are so appreciative. So how was your day today, Diana? My day was pretty good. I didn't have to work today, so that was nice. Uh, I spent all day researching how to banish ghosts. Oh, yeah, that's right. Literally spent six hours doing that. (laughs) Because that's our Patreon episode. Mm -hmm. It's It's going to be awesome, guys. You have to learn everything about ghosts and banishing them from all cultures. It's going to be a good one. I can feel it. (laughs) If people out there don't know this about our Patreon, we use the Patreon to produce full-length episodes on... Various subjects where we delve deep into different folklores and customs from around the world using our own half-assed research methods to <laughs> to bring those <laughs> things to you. <laughs> I should say, you know what, though? We're, we're pretty good. Like, you and I both have graduate degrees. We've had to do some serious secondary research in our time and primary research. We so, have. It's true. Yeah. yeah. This is not just Dr. Wikipedia talking. I've had to do, you know what an IRB is? Internal review? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So 
if you are conducting a study through a university or through similar institution, you have to get your study approved through an IRB just to make sure it's ethical. Because after that Stanford prison study, Tuskegee, yeah, yeah, somebody needs to oversee this crap. If you don't know what those are, go look them up. Or don't, unless you want to cry all day. Oh, (sighs) yes. Speaking of Patreon, I would love to give a shout out to our newest patron. Hey. Yes. Okay, so (laughs) Diana, this is such an honor. Tiffany of... My Husband is Wrong podcast, another podcast, has joined our Patreon. Oh, sweet. Thanks, Tiffany. We are beyond honored. I hope you like our stuff. Also, I want to give a shout out to Brooke, who upped her Patreon. She upped her tier. So thank you, Brooke. I hope you enjoy your swag. Wow, we're just so grateful. Also, these ladies and all of our patrons got a little special care package. We got some fun stuff. I really liked what you did with the envelopes, Diana. Super cool. <laughs> I, I made a homespun haint seal with Sugru, which is a moldable polymer. And then I carved it into an HH logo of sorts. And then yeah. I made a, a fake ceiling wax out of glitter. It's sparkly. <laughs> glitter and hot That's glue. Awesome. <laughs> right. It's super cool. You also sent a letter, but I think you had to redact part of it. I did. I didn't want any spoilers to come out. Even though we love our patrons, we still can't disclose exactly what's going to happen in the future because only our guests can tell the future and even then only some of them. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Very cool. Well, thank you, patrons. We love you. Are you a true crime junkie? Do you talk about true crime with your friends all of the time? And are there cases that have stuck with you for so many years because of geographic or emotional closeness? If so, then welcome to Fatalities. I'm Elisa Lucas, and this is the podcast where I explore true crime cases over tea with the help of my friends. Because without tea, friends, and good conversation, there's nothing but darkness and chaos. So grab a warm cup of tea and join me as my friends and I discuss the cases that have struck a chord with us and the related issues that might help us understand why such horrible crimes have occurred. The podcast is dropped every other Wednesday and is available on such podcatchers as Apple, Podbean, Spotify, and so much more. You may follow Fatalities on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, but don't forget that T's is spelled T-E-A-S, because here is where we spill the tea. Today on the show, we have Dr. Sonam Dolma. She is a chiropractor. She actually has an office in the same building as myself. It's called Shine Wellness. It's here in Roswell, Georgia. She just opened her practice in May, and everything I hear about her is that she is amazing. Very excited to have you today, Sanam. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm excited to to share a few of the stories that I've had throughout my life and really love getting to to be in the same space as Becky. I do have a practice here in Roswell and do a little bit of a non-traditional chiropractic approach. I do a lot of soft tissue work and fascial work, helping to unwind the tension patterns that we carry around in our body, as well as regular chiropractic adjustments. Awesome. Well, I I still need to schedule my first adjustment with you. It will happen. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) But only since you're not here, Diana. She's a good patient. Don't worry. (laughs) 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 She whines a little bit, but she does her homework. 
sometimes. <laughs> well, welcome. Tell us why you wanted to be on a ghost story podcast today. <laughs> I actually had a really interesting experience about a month ago, I want to say, here actually in our office. I'd been talking to Becky before because I had a few other experiences in my life, like when I was a teenager, early in my early 20s. I had been thinking about sharing those, but then this one that I had more recently was like the, oh yeah, we definitely have to share this one. Because this is in the office that you are sitting in right now, right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) So about a month ago, I was here on a Saturday night. I had taken care of a few patients that just couldn't come in during the week. Had stayed afterwards to catch up on paperwork and charts and all that. And it wasn't super late, but since it's winter time, it was in the evening. It was about... 7 30 ish a storm had started i don't know like maybe 20 minutes earlier so it was raining really heavy and everything it was kind of a spooky setup all in and of itself lots of heavy rain i had been sitting over on my adjusting table on my computer for i don't know about 20 or 30 minutes then i'd gotten up and had gone over to the opposite side of the room no one else was in the building at all The doors were locked. There's no wind gusts or anything like that that could have come in. My computer that was totally stable flipped over and shut on itself. When that happened, I was like, uh, tried to logic my way through it for a moment. I'm like, is there anything that could have caused this? And I'm like, nope, definitely not. (laughs) There's no no thing that could have caused this. (laughs) (laughs) The building that we are in is historic. The part that I'm in isn't nearly as old as the part that Becky's in, but we are close to a cemetery also, so (laughs) I don't know exactly if there are any rules for ghosts at all. I uh, I called my husband as soon as that happened, and I was like, hey, can you just hang on the phone with me (laughs) while I pack up and walk out? (laughs) So as she said, the building was original to 1813. And the cemetery is that one I talk about a lot that holds the bodies of the founders of this town and other surrounding towns and quite a few ghosts. And it was funny, too. I was like a a little freaked out at first uh, or a decent bit freaked out. And I had just gotten off the phone with my husband like 15 minutes earlier and said, hey, I'll pack up in a minute or two and start to head home. And I kind of felt like whatever spirit it was was like, go on, go home. You said you were going to. (laughs) But that definitely expedited the process for me. I didn't <laughs> didn't finish filing my notes that day. <laughs> like, these can wait till Monday. <laughs> it's good to have a personal ghost that helps with work-life balance. I think that's something everybody would want. Yes, definitely. Yeah, she came to the office, uh, I think it was the next day, you stopped in and you said, hey, she told me what happened. And I said, here's some sage. <laughs> yes. Because we have some here. (laughs) So Sanam, you also, I know, have some stories from growing up. Do you want to start with the earliest one that you can remember? When I was a teenager, I was friends with my old German teacher, and she also had a, a historic house that I would go to. This house also was built in the 1800s, mid to late 1800s. It was one of the the first homes in the area. There were a few times when I was there during the day that I would just see something in the corner that almost looked like a like an old TV where they would go gray and fuzzy on occasion, like if it was mm-hmm. switching channels or something like that, or it, 
I don't know, lost some type of connection. I would always kind of question like, what is that? Did I imagine it or something of that nature? And then there was one night when we had friends over, a few of my friends and a few of her friends, I saw that same thing in her kitchen three different times within 20 minutes. It was very clear. Then later in that same evening, she had like a half, half upstairs. She had big rubber made totes that were upstairs and you would hear them sliding across the entire floor and then being dropped. And it continued for like five minutes. And she had said that she'd experienced this before. She'd go up there in the mornings and they'd be moved from where they were. Whoa. There was one time we were hanging out in like the back half of her house. It was later at night. I would say like maybe 10 or 11 o'clock. It was just she and I and her dog. Mm -hmm. And his ears perked up first before this even happened. I think he was very perceptive. She had like the old style, like you have in historic homes, doorknobs. Then all the doorknobs in the house started turning at the same time. (laughs) That is terrifying. All the bedrooms and closets and bathrooms and front door as well. You could hear all of the doorknobs turning simultaneously. It was something you can hardly even really put words to exactly. I, I can't even imagine how freaky that would be to see or to hear. Just like a creepy, eerie feeling and like, how is this, again, how is this possible? It's not, it wouldn't be possible normally. I can't even imagine what would cause that. Yeah. It's... You both heard and saw the doorknobs turning simultaneously. Yep. That means something or several somethings were very determined to scare you. Who could... How could someone or even a sing I don't know how how it all works, but how could someone be contacting that many doorknobs at once? (laughs) (laughs) Haunted by a shogoth. I want to hear a little bit more about this. It sounds like snow, like not having a signal on an old old television. We remember, you know, poltergeist, they're here kind of thing. Can you describe exactly what that looked like? Like, was it in the shape of a figure? Or was it almost like you saw something on your eye or something? How did that look? I can't necessarily say that it felt like it was a specific shape. It kind of felt like it was a blob. And it would always be in corners. I don't know if there's any type of correlation with that at all. Like, sometimes I felt like it would be slightly different shaped blobs than others, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. And she did have a basement that I never went down in, but she said that she really didn't like even going down into her basement because I think she would experience some of that even more and even more of kind of like an eerie feeling. But the, the snow thing, it was, it was strange because there was the one night when I saw it the three different times in something like 20 minutes, there were a few times where it like it, in a, you could hear something too. Like it almost Ooh. sounded like snow as well. And I was almost like, is there something going on? Yeah, the static. Like, is there something going on with my ears? Like, what happened all of a sudden? It only lasts, like, I don't know, three to five seconds maximum, but it's kind of a a creepy experience. Interesting. Did you ever get any other feeling from it or just saw it and heard it a little bit? I didn't really feel like it was directed towards me. I kind of got, again, just like an eerie feeling to it. But I think she in particular definitely had a feeling that went with it. There was one time where she felt like she was kind of being chased throughout her house with it. And 
she felt like it was telling her to leave, like leave your house. Even her front door opened and she felt a cool breeze go through the house, like get out now, like we don't want you here. Whoa. It was an interesting house to, <laughs> to get to have experiences with. <laughs> when you say it, it always happened in the corners, I have a buddy who practices the U.S. version of feng shui, and she always says, you know, corners are energy traps and that you're supposed to soften them by hanging curtains around corners or just putting some kind of something in the corner that just rounds it a little bit. Interesting. That's really cool. Even in my office, when we had the the piece happen, it's it's kind of in a nook a little bit. It's surrounded by a lot of corners. So that is, <laughs> it is interesting. <laughs> Your German teacher friend, you said that she had actually heard or just felt somebody tell her to get out of her house i know that she felt like she felt very strongly that whoever it was they were not happy with her presence she even one time heard a voice saying like get out or we don't want you here or something of that nature i think that she was young and a little bit more liberal than the average person in that area and so it was a very conservative area so it's possible that they didn't really love (laughs) the the being that she was. <laughs> did she move out of the house or is she still there? She did. She moved and sold the house and everything. She had mixed feelings about the house because she had gotten the money for the house from her grandparents, from an inheritance from them. And so really loved and felt connected to it. Mm. But also it's like, why did I choose a house that <laughs> feels so passionately about me? <laughs> <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> yes. When you said that she felt like it was telling her to leave. You specifically use the word they, mm-hmm. as if she felt like there were multiple in the house. I think that she felt like it was a couple that was there that had been there previously, oh, okay. like a man and a wife. And she didn't know the history, but at least it's to some degree thought like perhaps they might've even died in the house. Whomever was upstairs that would move the, the totes around a lot. And these were like 40 pound Rubbermaid containers. I always felt like that was a younger woman for some reason. It had a, a very different energy to it too. So did you hear the totes yourself? There was at least one night that I heard the totes, if not more than one. I didn't go check them out to check their location afterwards. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but I, you could definitely hear them dropping too and like a weird sliding. It was it was really strange. Can you share the name of the town? It's Evansville, Indiana. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a historic library in, in Evansville as well. There's the Willard Library. Have you guys uh, heard or about or studied the Willard Library already? No, no, no actually no. <laughs> okay. It's one that's, I think, very famous in that area. It's more in the downtown area than than this house was. I think it's pretty famous too in the, in the haunting world. I think they had a female, a mom and a child that would run around that library a lot be seen especially by the stairwells. I remember like I probably spent, I'm not kidding you, maybe like 80 hours at least as a kid. And that seems like a a large amount of time when you're that old. (laughs) Looking at their ghost cams like every night, it was was fun. (laughs) (laughs) They have ghost cams so you can actually watch Mm -hmm. a webcam overnight. I know what I'm going to be doing all night long. I definitely spent a good amount of time on those. Did you ever see anything? I may have seen like some orbs or something like that. Who knows? I didn't didn't ever actually see the figure of a woman or anything like that. Like they had had snapped a few shots of. 
We'll have to definitely look that up and include some links and see if there's any photos. I'm intrigued. There was the haunted house, your German teacher. Have you had any experiences between then and what just recently happened in your office? There have been times where I've seen like little like orbs. I remember like seeing lights that looked interesting that really couldn't be explained. I think my, my husband and I both have at certain points. Oh, where was that? There was an apartment that I lived in that we'd seen him and both at his old house and a few times at our house now. But again, just different energy each time too. Because I feel like anytime you see anything unexplainable, it has a certain tone to it usually. And I think most all of those times have had a much softer, more approachable tone to them. Mm. And the ones, the bigger ones that I've mentioned had a, not necessarily a scary tone, but definitely a lot more eerie. (laughs) And it's interesting now, and I'm sure for anyone who's had any kind of haunting experience, even like being in my office now, especially if I'm there late at night, I have to kind of coach myself like it's fine. And it does feel a lot better since I've used the sage. And thank you so much for that. Um, It's actually Nikki's. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much, Nikki. (laughs) We're thanking you for the sage. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Now you're on a podcast. (laughs) Can you hear her? Is she coming through on the mic, Diana, at all? No. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) You're not really on a podcast. Don't worry. (laughs) Can you describe these lights that you mentioned? I remember there was a time that I was in an apartment that I had in undergrad. It wasn't necessarily an old building. I remember I was in a hallway where there was like, there's no chance for light reflecting or anything like that. And there were some blue, like really small round lights that just trickled in. And these only lasted maybe like two or three seconds too. It was just strange. I felt like it was just a, like a little pleasant, interesting experience or energy to it. Welcome to your new home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you said that you and your husband both have seen something like this in your current home. They've been larger and less, they weren't blue. I think they were like maybe, maybe white or green. I've seen them kind of in the main space in our house, just kind of like a floating thing here and there. And again, it's one of those things where like, you just kind of see it out of the corner of your eye and then you're like, oh, is that something? And then it's not there once you refocus, almost like maybe that's its intent. You can kind of see it, but then you can't definitely, like you couldn't take a picture of it or anything like that. Right. But I remember we both one night woke up in the middle of the night and neither of us are light sleepers at all. We keep like all of our blinds completely closed and everything. And we both saw lights on both the ceiling and like our sidewall that were like, that's, that's curious. How's that happening? And not like a, a scary sense to them either, but just not really explainable <laughs> and kind of just take it as a, an experience that like, oh, Yes, we were meant to see this for some undetermined reason. <laughs> Looking at office spaces for the future, like it, I, I love the character of old homes, but having this experience here, I'm like, ah, oh, like, you know, I, I do have to consider that as much as I love the charm of old buildings and I'm not opposed to them whatsoever. I think you do have to consider I'm like, oh yeah, there might be personalities that I don't know about that might go with whatever this <laughs> this is. So you have to be willing to take that leap of faith. <laughs> I got to tell you, Sanam, after, after you borrowed the sage uh-huh. that day, I came in the next morning and this place just felt we- 
Nikki, get your headphones on. Don't listen. (laughs) (laughs) This place just felt weird. I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, it could have been my imagination, but I burned some sage too. I started thinking about, you know, if, if you're in an apartment, like, in like two apartments next to each other and one has a lot of roaches and they get the exterminator in and then the roaches go to the next apartment. (laughs) So I was like, okay, did it come in here? (laughs) I strangely kind of wondered about that too. And like, I remember, I don't know that I had ever burned sage in my office before. I do Palo Santo a lot, but I was like, you know, like I'm clearing the main areas and I'm clearing mine. But then I was like, maybe something migrated from different areas over to mine and now <laughs> over to some main area who knows but you're just chasing the ghost around the building <laughs> i told you i hear it in the kitchen sometimes so maybe it will just live there common area it can bother more of us and there's always fresh made coffee so thanks everybody that's our show please be sure to subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts you can find out more about Sonam Dolma and her practice Shine Wellness here in Roswell, Georgia on our show notes for this episode at homespunhaints.com. Also be sure to follow us on Insta and on Facebook at Homespun Haints, and we'll include links to Sonam's Insta and Facebook profiles on our page and in our profiles when this episode airs, which will be now. thank you so much Sonam thank you guys for having me thank you for your stories (laughs) until next time have a spooky day